some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think... Oh, bondage! Up yours! Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dominasty Podcast. I'm Mistress Velvet. And I'm Mistress Blair. Some of the things we'll be talking about later today in regards to how you are supposed to interact in a BDSM relationship Mm -hmm. professionally or privately and what makes that uh, well-rounded entrance. But before we get there, we had some interesting questions and uh, explorations around some of the anal and pegging laws in the U.S. Yes, they are a gray area, which is a part of the reason why we are defining this you want to know why it's a gray area though it's because there are some states that don't allow you to legally have gay sex right pretty mind-blowing to think of these days but we still face outside of the sex work industry in general there is still sodomy laws in place in 12 different states Mm mm-hmm so what is sodomy exactly let's (laughs) let's get very clear here let's define this word right so sodomy comes from sodom and gomorrah in the bible once again these religious things keep getting in our laws very weird like there is no separation between some state governments and the church like we think that there probably should be odd yeah Hmm. i thought that that was supposed to be part of the constitution is it 2020 yeah, or is that over? Or is it 2021? When are we going to make <laughs> these changes? Yeah, so it was only in 2003 that most of the rest of the 50 states re- repealed their laws against sodomy. And these are laws that affect people in their private lives. So we're talking about, you know, especially gay couples, anybody who wanted to stick anything up their butt, literally anything could be arrested for how long up to 20 years if you were in florida oh my god so we still have 12 states in which this could be and and often is perpetrated primarily against people that already are doing sex work or maybe are um uh gay couples uh transgender unfortunately once again the most vulnerable populations Mm -hmm. and so in florida georgia Idaho, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. Today, though they are rarely prosecuted, you could still be arrested and potentially jailed or fined for acts of sodomy. Absolutely ridiculous. Luckily, we are in Colorado. Somebody's about to be in New York, and... We do get around, but... We don't fuck around in those states. Yes. No, no, no. I'm working, bitch. Ain't got no time for dick. So, we're entering into BDSM, and it's important we ask, what's the difference between a kink and a fetish, Blair? Well, a kink is something that you feel inclined to do Um, every so often. You really enjoy it. But a fetish is something that you almost can't get off without, that you have to have involved in your sex life. 
Now, that is the definition of them, but I think in BDSM, they can also be used interchangeably every now and then, depends on who you're talking to, so just be aware of that as well. Yeah, so there are some interesting ways, and sometimes we're not even aware of some of those things, especially when they're kinks, because we don't know whether or not we could potentially get off to that other option. Speaking of these kinks and fetishes that you can explore, I want to know if there's a way that you can figure out what those are for yourself or maybe with a partner. Um, Do you have any ideas? Yeah, so there's a lot of things out there, and we're certainly thankful for the internet. Uh, One of those things is called carnal calibration, and you can actually go to carnalcalibration.com. We'll have the link in our site after this episode and it's a quiz format that you can do by yourself or ideally with a partner um, and at a level of risk so you can also uh, identify how far off you want to go from what your experience has been so far um, and what things even appeal to you um, based on that and it'll kind of give you some good places to start it's especially fun to do with a partner because it'll say what is the crossover so you can actually hide things that wouldn't appeal to both of you at the same time is this the quiz that you and one of your recent partners took together when you started out yeah so it's actually a fun introduction to even see if maybe you would be on the same page before you even get intimate with someone but if you are already intimate with someone or thinking about it it's really nice to have it to see what kind of communications what kind of kinks would be good for them okay i actually haven't taken this quiz i haven't heard of it until you brought it up to me um But I do have a question. Do you think that it would be good for like vanilla people or people that are wanting to get into kink things to see what they like? Or is it more of like a you kind of need to know first? No, it's absolutely available for those folks that haven't done a lot. It really is more about what you are willing to and potentially explore. And when you say that, okay, well, these specific acts I'd be willing to explore And if my partner is as well, then you're already going to be shown both of those things as maybe a great place that you guys can start that kind of kink exploration together. Okay. What kind of questions are they asking? Is it like specific fetishes or kinks or is it a personality quiz or a mix of both? It's less of a personality quiz and it's more about looking at specific experience and Uh, things that you'd be interested in. So, you know, if you're not interested in taking photos of yourself during sex or someone else, we we can look at those things. And while those of us that are a little bit more involved in kink maybe know that that's things of exploration of being a voyeur or an exhibitionist, Mm -hmm. those that maybe don't know that terminology yet can have Google on standby. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they can find a good place to start of what might make them hot or even just looking at, oh, well, that sounds interesting. I'd be willing to try it. Okay, cool. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Absolutely. I would recommend that you start with either that intermediate or the advanced options for the quiz. 
as some of our listeners might want to check out the beginner first. And when you're doing it with a partner, do you both have to pick the same thing or is it like it's not a partner quiz, it's a one-on-one quiz and then you see how you line up? So if you have a partner, it's great to do. You guys can both put your emails in and if you have any things that are hard no's for you, you don't even have to be taking the same quiz, but what it's only going to show you the areas that are an overlap. So a yes or a maybe. Okay. Don't like players. That's what you say. What you really wouldn't mind a millionaire. You don't like ballers. They don't do nothing for ya. What you'd love a rich man six foot two or taller. Let's talk about playing with a partner, a new partner, and what things you should experience with each other before you start playing what conversation should you have um, pro tips advice what is it well I know we've talked before about how you know there it feels almost more uncertain when you're going on like a, a tinder date or a bumble any of these things and part of that is nobody generally speaking has that conversation immediately or in their page about like hey here's what I'm into and here's my boundaries maybe a few of you but it seems startling for a lot of people however when you're talking about BDSM one of the beautiful things about it and the things that gives people really a a great amount of comfort is starting out with some of these boundaries Mm -hmm. and taking this carnal calibration quiz is our recommendation of how to start a kink endeavor with somebody else, whether you're both very experienced or you both are very new or somebody is very new, just so you can have all the things just laid out, you know, in front of you. So you can connect on that because yeah, those conversations can be really weird. Right. So you could absolutely have that conversation if you feel that you and your partner are at that communication level, especially maybe if you aren't brand new partners um, and you've had a little bit of experience together, mm-hmm. hopefully you can kind of have that conversation. But even for those people, it can be hard to say sometimes that we're maybe having an itch for something that's really off the beaten path of what of the experience that we've had with each other. Maybe I want you to stick something up my butt. Yeah, maybe you do. And you want to express that and not shock anybody. I think the best way is to just let the other person gather that information. In my personal life and professional life, I really like to have it um, via email or written out in front of me so that I can literally read this and hear it and like make that memory connection. I know we all learn very differently and store things differently, but I think that that's a really good way to do that and just so you can literally be on the same page. Right. And it can be a little hard because of all of the stigmas that we see, not even just in sex work, but in the world, right? We are absolutely shamed a lot of times for sex, and especially if we have some weird tendencies. So what I am here to say is that as adults, it's very sad that we don't get to play. Mm-hmm. So if you've been missing out on those aspects of learning in this judgment-free space try to cultivate that feeling of play Mm -hmm. take it with a level of respect but also a level of levity and joy 
so that you are able to really experience this without the pressure of it being a mistake and performance and all of those things. It is about exploration and pleasure for all. And communication, for sure. And I think that's a really beautiful part of the BDSM world that sometimes gets shoved aside because of the stigmas of other things. But in my experience, and I'm pretty sure your experience and some other experience that we have data on, shows that people who play kinky and get into the BDSM things are often people that are actually better communicators. You can actually be a better communicator because you have to really check in on multiple levels. So for starters, you know, if you are playing, there's people probably heard green, yellow, red. We're going to go into what that means when you're actually in a scene or in that experience but all that matters is how one person loves you kissed me on the temple when you thought i was sleeping and said you are so i never quite caught the last word but i'm sure it's the sweetest thing that i've ever not heard all right so we have some research here that's coming from the netherlands in a peer-reviewed study that was originally published in the journal of sexual medicine and is in a number of scientific websites internationally. And this was done by a gentleman named Weismeyer. And he really didn't originally study BDSM. He wanted to look at the psychology of secrecy, but he decided when he got these two particular groups together that he would divide it between those who were in vanilla or completely non-kink, non-BDSM relationships in which he had 434 participants. And then he had 902 BDSM participants that were in various stages of the lifestyle. And he looked at their sensitivity to rejection, the style of attachment, um, their general mental health and well-being. And in general, the entire group of BDSM participants were considered less neurotic and better at communicating. Now, doms especially, as well as switches, had the highest roles of uh, being able to be sensitive to their partners and look at all of these other aspects. However, it's nice to know that when they're looking at trauma and concerns of mental health as a basis, they were not particularly different, and it says that we did not have any findings suggesting that people who practice BDSM have a damaged psychological profile or some sort of psychopathology or personality disorder. Right? So this is further scientifically confirming that those are just stigmas that have been placed by society, as we've discussed in some prior episodes. For sure. Speaking of communicating properly and this research showing that BDSM practitioners do have a little bit better maybe communication styles than others who maybe don't practice BDSM, I think that this is probably because when you go in to do something kinky and you go to play kinky, we have these conversations before. We see if we align, if we're on the same page. And then there's also conversations afterwards to check in with each other after you've hopefully spent the whole time checking in while you're still playing into this experience. Right. So, you know, people always think of the safe word 
as a big thing in BDSM. What's your favorite safe word? Uh, well, it's been banana a couple of times, admittedly. But, you know, sometimes it's something to make you laugh. But most people generally that I know professionally and in their regular lives do the traditional, you know, stoplight system. Stoplight yeah. system. I like to use the stoplight system um, professionally. Personally, it depends on who I'm with. Sometimes a funny safe word can be, you know, like a little thing that you choose in between each other. Um, but that was what I was going to ask is, is that your word that you choose professionally or personally? Oh, that's definitely personally, okay. um, <laughs> you know, just to get a giggle. But I also would say that is not my stop one. I would always say to choose two words minimum, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about the stoplight system, that is a green, yellow, red. Mm-hmm. So generally, if there's anything to be said when there's a check-in, it's one of those words. Yellow or red. And, you know, green could be great, too, just to make sure we're enjoying ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I say to choose a minimum of two words, one being maybe a little bit more lighthearted to say that you want to change things up a little bit or you're not necessarily very comfortable. Maybe pause, take it slower, check in. Red or whatever that other one is must be respected. That is a hard stop. That's like a... I like to think of it, and I like that you choose banana for yellow because it's the, the color of yellow, you know. Um, but I like to use yellow as a moment to pause, have a normal conversation, whatever. Communication, we're not dom and sub right now, we're checking in. And then we're going to go back into play after we've communicated whatever needs to be communicated. If I hear red, we're stopping. Like, we're stopping, we're communicating, we're not continuing I've pushed you too far or you've gone too far yourself. You maybe didn't use your words earlier when you should have. And we're ready to just get into that aftercare. Right. Yeah. So that means the scene is over. Um, and, you know, sometimes we hope that people figure this out in the moment. But sometimes it is also a good observation. We always recommend these things, you know, as a good partner, as a good dom, I'm going to observe what the physiological responses my partner is having in real time are as well as the communication that they use. Yeah, you used sensitivity earlier for communication. And I think that is something that so many doms have in common is like maybe we seem like we're super tough and bad bitches and whatever, which we are. But because we're so sensitive is why we're able to be that way. Like you can see what's going on. You can usually feel, but you also like to have this communication that's showing you these things too absolutely that's why i'm both your mommy and your daddy (laughs) because i might want to hurt you but i can also take care Uh of that and so when we talk about aftercare that is one of those ways that we cater things to you yeah you can be a little that's like nurturing time we're getting back together um and communicating i'm gonna lose my talk about with signals and stuff is if you're gagged and you can't verbally say yellow or banana or red or pepper or whatever the red equivalent is of the next fruit or vegetable tomato we'll say tomato (laughs) 
<laughs> tomato, tomato. Yes, but being gagged, so, you know, you can't speak. So what do we do then? We pick some type of physical, like, hand gesture. Blinking. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Blinking's a really good one. Yeah, so um, if you rapidly blink three times, sometimes that works for me. Uh, this is something that might come up, say, if you've mummified someone. If you're blindfolded, though, blinking doesn't work. Right. So we choose what things we have available, Mm -hmm. but we definitely need to be having some sort of check-in system throughout this experience. Yeah. So let's set up a situation. You're gagged. You're blindfolded. You are restrained. (laughs) No, Mm. the hands can't, you know, maybe the fingers can move, but nothing else but the fingers can move. You can't scream. You can only make like uh, noises. You can't see. So what do we do then? I would say with the gag, maybe have something that could actually be like spit out or like I said, the fingers, some type of hand signal. What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, if they have neck mobility, I do Mm. appreciate a good nod uh, one way or the other. Um, I would also say that, you know, the harder the communication levels are, the more advanced that scene is gonna be. You don't wanna see me bratty. Pet the kitty, call me caddy. Make your man call me daddy. He talk too much, he's too chatty. CEO, I'm savvy. Respect the bitch, I'm a maverick. Flexible, so elastic. But don't you dare bend the bitch backwards. So now we're wrapping up our scene. Things are winding down, and there haven't been any red flags as in like stop lights we haven't stopped abruptly in the middle of the scene what is happening now so what we're going into is what a lot of doms would call tea time or aftercare i like to call it cleaning time (laughs) because that's what we do we clean and we talk so that we have something to do while we're talking so it's not like we're sitting across from the couch just like discussing because i'm a little add adhd um, so that's my personal preference. But the real thing about aftercare, what are we talking about? What are all the things that are happening? This is really important because even if it seemed like that was fun, this is a really sensitive space. And we need to know for future, whether it be professional sessions or personal play, that this was successful in what areas, where can we improve, where are we going next? And it kind of allows us to reflect upon that time. Mm-hmm. Opportunities for improvement. Absolutely. We all have those. And personally, those should be happening in most vanilla sex too, right? Because we can all improve on missionary. So aftercare isn't just communicating though. There are some people that like different things. And this can be more of like the personal side of playing together cuddling or letting your sub have some water or tea tea Mm -hmm. time or a blanket like there's it's not just like a let's talk to each other about what's happened it's let me nurture you this is the the motherly the mommy side of the bdsm and the kink that we're experiencing absolutely and it's also important to know that there is a level of aftercare important for those that are tops and doms too, mm-hmm. um, that we need to decompress from these adrenaline high experiences or uh, calm down, be 
comforted in our experience and be able to return to a normal day. Now, uh, I like tea time myself. Um, I've absolutely enjoyed a number of cups with Mistress Blair, but I also would happily comfort a sub that way. Mm-hmm. We can find what might be a good way to put someone at ease with zero expectations and then wrap up those feelings that might be left over. Yeah. This aftercare that is more on the physical side as well is something that needs to be communicated before in some way, you know, letting your dom know or vice versa, letting your sub know like what you're going to need after the session before it happens. So both of you can prepare. Um now this again does change between a professional session and a personal session some professional doms you know maybe we're not gonna cuddle you afterwards but in more of a close personal sexual more sexual than sensual maybe there will be you know that like time together afterwards where you're getting more intimate oh yeah if you're in a romantic relationship it might feel a little abrupt if you go through your first paddle session and then even though it was exhilarating and maybe you even had some penetrative sex and it was great Mm -hmm. if you are all of a sudden just left alone kind of not not able to deal with all of those hormones in the air after that it would feel a little jarring yeah i think we should play a little brainstorming game of the many ways that you could have some aftercare as a sub um in a personal physical romantic relationship so i'm gonna start off with a bubble bath Ooh, i do love a good milky bubble bath Mm -hmm. my goodness Also, uh, a light massage, especially kind of going through, maybe say that I did inflict some uh, more physical spanking, whipping, um, taking care of actually addressing any marks that might be there. Um, I like to do coconut oil for that. Like a coconut oil body massage over any of the areas or just like rubbing that lotion. And it doesn't have to be like a deep tissue thing, but just... Having that um, coconut oil to address those wounds. So, right. The dummy mommy part of me is mm-hmm. saying, well, I did put those there, but I'm going to uh, make sure you're bandaged, make sure everything is addressed properly. The physical care, uh, any medical care needing to be taken care of is done and that you are feeling safe and comfortable and a little bit more relaxed now. And well hydrated, hopefully. Always. We got to remember that. So as you all hopefully know by now, BDSM and kink play is a very mindful experience. It can be very meditative. And this aftercare is a huge part of that. And I think the conversation sometimes doesn't talk about what's going on in the body because while we're practicing in the dungeon as a dom and a sub we're putting our bodies through like very intense experiences 
And through that, it's like yoga. Like you work things out in your body. We all have energetic systems. We're aligning and redistributing things so that maybe, you know, we've got a little bit more flow, a little bit more chi happening. Well, and so medically, someone would probably call this somatic, right? So it's it's having to do with the body. And what I've noticed uh, through my practice is that we can ignore our bodies a lot. You know, the capitalist system often tells you, ignore your pain, work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, we are reveling in that pain. We are sitting with it. We are fully present in a way that we do not get to be in our everyday lives very often. Especially if you're not taking more of those mindful practices into your everyday lives. And looking fear directly in the eye is a very humbling experience. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And then sometimes smiling back. (laughs) How are you smiling back? I don't know. I think my my smile looks a little devious sometimes. (laughs) Like, motherfucker, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So you're ready to enter the dark side. I'm opening the fucking door. I want to go. I want to experience these things if I'm a noob and I never had. This is like, you know, a dreamland of me because I've, I've, be, I've been on the dark side and come out and gone back in. So we're going back in. And if you don't already have some gear, now is the time to listen up. If you haven't been listening up the whole time because we're about to talk about the pleasure kits that you can begin your kinky play with fabulous mm-hmm. the first one is going to be the control and restraint kit velvet what do we have in this kit so there's going to be a little bit of offerings that you can do for diy or you can buy from some of your local sex shops but we would recommend soft cups here so those are going to be something that are not metal um you could use zip ties potentially but generally you know something that's got a little bit of fuzz or is a fabric base leather cups are a great investment they are really lovely and they are not going to leave such marks now you also can get a gag and we recommend a breathable ball gag Mm -hmm. for this um if it's your first experience uh you can get one from vanilla kink as well Mm -hmm. I really liked the vanilla kink options, actually, because they had larger ones with holes and smaller ones. Um, And if you've never had a gag in your mouth before, let me say that the ones that are the size of a golf ball feel big as fuck. Like, a golf ball can literally, you're frothing at the mouth, spits going everywhere. It's not a pretty sight, but that's the point. Well, yeah, and we all have different physiological sizes, uh... So it is something that's a good start to get a size that fits you and has a little bit of extra breathing room through those holes, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as a blindfold. Now, this is, once again, something you can DIY. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really like texture, as we're aware. So most of mine are made of silk or velvet. Oh, really? That's such a surprise. (laughs) Um, I actually really like the... You can get them at TJ Maxx, I'm pretty sure. They're blindfolds that, like, bubble out a little bit from the eye so that you literally can't see, like, where the nose is. And I love, like, shutting off the light completely because if you're just using, like, a scarf at home, 
sometimes some sneaky little brats can wiggle their way out and like see underneath like just enough and like lift their chin up so they can see so Mm -hmm. there's that i want to circle back though what are some diy ideas for at-home gags we've got bandanas yeah so i actually do have a a, there are small rubber balls that are available but please be careful folks i do not want anyone choking Mm -hmm. um always attach something same deal a wiffle ball works too yep um especially if you put the tie through it Mm -hmm. um and you know if you can get uh, a dog bone of sorts um, oh, ew. or dirty <laughs> panties stuff somebody's mouth with some dirty panties there can be a little extra dimension added here uh-huh. yeah so the last piece of this control and restraint kit is a spreader bar right so for those who aren't familiar um this is generally a metal piece. I don't necessarily recommend as many at-home ones, though you could. Um, I won't lie. Curtain hangers are particularly good for this if you can get a tie mm. for the legs around that. Mm-hmm. If you're a um, rock climber at home and you've got the rope and a stick clip, you can make a spreader bar. <laughs> right. So we can MacGyver some things here, but um, ideally... We want something that won't bend or break Mm -hmm. and is going to be put between the legs and the arms. Um, And this is going to be to forcibly keep you open. Now, this whole interest is in kind of losing that ability to control your space, but also it can be pretty exhilarating to have that forcible, you know, feeling of also I'm losing control i'm able to once again be fully here for it yeah and it totally reduces the mobility i think this is actually one of my favorite things about being a dominatrix and doing bdsm and kink things is that you get to be so creative like the diy home things are my favorite i actually have a paddle that is a wooden paddle that is made out of a broken like shower back sponge thing like the sponge fell off so I just kept it and I hot glued my logo on it so when I spank people with it my logo is spanked onto them so well folks you know next time you look at your loofah I hope you think of Blair (laughs) yes please think of me in the shower I'd really like that um exhibitionist and voyeur kit and the first thing in this kit is some crotchless panties staple absolutely it's a nice fun little thing to find out as a surprise and it's also sometimes good to just go commando and you know sneakily let a partner know Mm -hmm. but these particularly and a nice pair of crotchless panties are gonna really hit the spot for this need if you are comfortable wearing a skirt i recommend crotchless panties and a skirt maybe you're at dinner and you want to explore something in the corner of the room maybe send a text and spread your legs a little uh-huh reach down like i did and get a pencil and see what's under the table <laughs> drop those forks honey uh-huh 
Next thing on the list is an Instafilm camera. Now, we are not talking about disposable cameras because you have to have somebody, you know, process those photos and they will not process nudes, just to let you know. So, the Instafilms. Velvet's yeah. got one. So, I'm a big fan. I definitely have one of my own. Polaroid is not dead, folks. Mm-mm. Thank you, Outcast. No. Um, also... You can get the minis now, and they're a really nice memento of some of your playtime, and it's also a good way for you to be able to explore that with each other. Um, You can find all of these things very easily online as well, and thank you, technology, in the more recent advancements, we can also now have sex toys that are remote-controlled. Ooh, is that on the list, too? Do we have a remote-controlled something on this list, Velvet? Yes, we do. What is it? So there's a couple of options, um, and I would like to note that you can actually have eggs, butt plugs, or other variety of sizes, all with remote controls these days. Pretty exciting. Um, some of those things are like the B-Vibes. Um, their rimmings options for their butt plugs will be remote controlled um there are fun ones out there that i've heard of that you can even set to music what i know it's crazy that is high tech send them to us folks yes please i want to use one that's programmed to music or my own music oh my god we'll review them yes we will to mistress blair's music (laughs) oh my god that's the perfect thing to do i love that i absolutely love that i also feel like they're is probably some type of option of like what vibrating panties i think that's a classic side note if you're gonna be doing this with a partner you know you're starting playing together maybe you guys go buy them together you pick things out you have some fun i mean it could be a total surprise of course but shopping together and making decisions and kind of like pre-gaming your play session essentially with some retail therapy can be a really fun thing to do absolutely um I would say we are often fans of gifts. I personally deserve to be showered in them always, and it's fine. However, knowing that you and your partner had a selection part in the process can really be a good start in even the conversation of, how do we use this? What are we picturing using this too? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you start picking that scene. Also, We've come up with some other fun DIY sponsored or otherwise kits, and one of those is regarding pain. This is my favorite kit. Not surprising. <laughs> is this your favorite kit too? Or Ooh, what? I like them all. They're all great. <laughs> they really, I mean, everything on here is something that I have a kit for. I have all these kits, but the pain one, I don't know. I must just be a sadist. I'm owning that still. Like, I'm really, like, starting to realize, like, just how much of a sadist I am. Um, So the pain kit is my fave. What's the first thing in our pain kit? So the first thing we recommend is a leather paddle. Mm. Um, I realize some folks out there might be vegan, so there are pleather options. Um, But the reason we say leather instead of maybe wood or metal or Mm. other fun things in our arsenal is it is going to be a nicer, softer experience mm-hmm. that'll still give you a sting. Yeah. DIY version of a leather paddle. What do we think? 
um, a journal. Oh, yeah. Oh, there are definitely some, you know, soft cover books as well. There's mm-hmm. a couple of fun things I'm like that can be had. I'm like trying to uh, see. Like... I would be remiss if I didn't say I think I've spanked somebody with a fly swatter before. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> a hanger could work. That's a little more sticky, um, though. Yeah, I I don't want to get anyone in trouble here either. So we're, we're going to stick to some of the softer stuff and definitely also recommend floggers. Um, you can get that in leather, but if you're looking for a lower beginner investment, there are a lot of other options. We have silicone and we also even have rope tie ones which come in at a reasonable starting price and are going to be a softer way to start that play once again than maybe the next level which could be a crop or a whip Mm -hmm. you can actually make your own flogger um, of sorts at home with you know some rope or um, stringy material of your kind plenty of youtube videos there to figure out how to do that it's kind of like making a tassel actually so definitely explore that i really like floggers because you can use them harder and you can use them lighter and you can use them like in a circular motion but also in a slapping motion so they're very versatile and they're a great warm-up absolutely yeah so they're they're a good warm-up and sometimes even like a gentle brush through the post um i think that it's definitely one of the toys that I got versed in um, first as an entryway and uh, as part of that old guard experience folks I have tried it pretty much all if I do it (laughs) and the last item on this list for the pain kit is hot wax candles that you can burn yeah let's also clarify we have some really beautiful maybe soy wax candles or other things at home please don't pour them on your partner Mm -hmm. The burning point on these will be a little bit too hot. Yeah. I, I don't want to see anybody with blisters. Once again, very affordable. You're going to be able to get body wax candles online easily. Body wax and spell candles tend to be on that lower burning point and mm-hmm. will be appropriate for this kind of play. Yeah. So that wraps up our starter kits. If there are any other questions you have there, things you want to know about with tools or how to use them or stuff like that, please let us know. But I want to touch on something that we didn't touch on earlier, and that is kind of like the bell curve of a scene. We talked about the aftercare and winding down, but this notion with the flogger of a warm up is really important. Like, you don't just go into a pain scene or any scene and just go full on, right? I think this should be pretty, like, known, but I want to touch on it. It's called foreplay, folks. Yes. Let's master the art of foreplay, all of us. Let's all get better at it every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say that a lot of people skip foreplay. Stop doing it, whether it be in the bedroom or otherwise. Mm. Please stop skipping the foreplay. I realize that there are some people that maybe know what that fantasy is and whether that fantasy be an acceptance of, you know, something like a rape fantasy 
we're still getting a warm-up. Yeah. There's a whole conversation that happened before that, mm-hmm. and there is a way to ease into this. Yes. Foreplay is not just eating pussy or fingering or warming up in a specific way. Foreplay can be the dinner that you have before your session. The music that you put on. Some footsy, you know, light, like, sensual touching, um... All kinds of things that you can do here. My velvet gloves, that very beautiful leather flogger, any of these ways. And and part of that is a warm-up, too, because we're checking in on where you're physically at. Not only because with adrenaline, with all of those hormones that come with this, our body acclimates to accept more pain, be more there, uh, feel more pleasure, but also it's really able to see how far we can go there where we're not jumping the horse and assuming anything and the number one essential item in my opinion to have on you especially as a dom is a watch have a time so or some way to keep the time so that you know how long things are lasting for Maybe you even planned out a specific duration of the scene, so you want to be able to be aware of that. Eventually, when you get practice, you'll kind of know where things are at in an hour or whatever, but um, I think that's a really important thing, especially if you're playing with rope, breath, play, any of these things that need measurements. Having a watch is really important. Huge, yeah. Um, When we start getting to that more limiting physical things, we want to make sure we're timing, being safe, um, and... I would definitely, once again, look at some of those things. Uh, if you know that you're working with suspension rope, mm-hmm. um, I would say look at someone's fingers and toes regularly that you're suspending. Yeah. They're going, the, the temperature of those things, so if, if they go cold, if they start looking blue, mm-hmm. those are immediate notes that even if your partner hasn't said anything, we should check in. Yeah, because they might... You know, if their thing, fingers, their extremities are getting cold, they might not even be aware of it. So that's your responsibility as the dom in this situation to check in and make sure things are going okay. This is especially prevalent when you're tying up somebody's balls. Keeping the check on the time and keeping a temperature check and keeping a visual check because it is easy to forget about the balls that you tied up if you get into other things. So make sure that if you're tying things up and you're cutting off circulation you want to check to make sure you're not like doing that in a way that would harm somebody right we're not here to castrate folks uh we are here <laughs> to just cause you a little bit of discomfort and what more I like to castrate somebody yes i'm not admitting to that nope <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to castrate anybody but i do like to kick balls okay it's i like fine. to leave I some bruises mean, i literally pictured trump immediately and was like okay. You're yawning at the most exciting part of this show. <laughs> You're so Give me my research. <laughs> I want the one, two, three, four, five sex, okay? Sex on my mind. I just want to, like, go into a laboratory and stick, like, I, w- I want to watch people fuck, you know? I want to have, like, research. This okay, is that my sounds excitement. fun, too. Okay. Well, here we are. So. Maybe you should start some personal experiments. That would be... And- and I should watch some people have sex and yeah, some notes like and bring ma- them back and talk about them basically on the just be like Masters and Johnson, but at home. Seriously, please do it. Sounds I think great. That sounds great. <laughs> Let us know if you think that's a great idea. 
Also, if you want to like send me EKGs or other fun equipment so I can, we can like try it out. If you want to participate in the experiments, if you're in New York City, which is where Mistress Um, Belva is about to be. Sign up for it. It'll be safer than the vaccine trials, I promise. (laughs) So, yeah, we just spilled the dirt. You're going to New York City. You're not going to be here with me. It's fine. The podcast is continuing because we are in love with it. So I'll always be here for you folks. Mm-hmm. We might even travel in between to do some in-person recordings together. But luckily, this day and age in 2020, we do have the technology to record uh, thousands of miles apart. So And have app-operated vibrators. It is a wild world. Yes, it is. So... You're moving, you're tying some things up over here. In the Always mountains. tying things up. Always tying things up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the things that you're tying up? Well, in terms of tying loose ends with friends um, and the people I care about, I've, it's been really hard because this was kind of a bit of a whiplash moment um, in a lot of ways. I was not really expecting to move. Yeah. I was about to set some roots down here and certain opportunities have come my way so i will be returning Mm -hmm. to the big apple um but maybe if you blow the podcast up so much that we can't resist we'll be back in the same place i don't know well and thankful once again for those crazy things in the sky called airplanes i Mm -hmm. can't resist my friends and you know that's a huge thing in relationships even though I do have some of those relationships that I maybe do tie them up physically mm-hmm. um I really really am thankful for the people that are those that I would call friends because those are really my priorities one two three four five six on my mind things with friends are those the only long-term relationships that are traveling with you like am i a part i'm a the podcast is a part of it so i'm a part of the long distance obviously blair yeah (laughs) so yeah you know i won't lie um in my personal life i came out of a rather brutal long distance relationship uh while i was abroad um and then came into you know the world just kind of going to shit so (laughs) cancel covid cancel it so you know uh the idea of hopping into a romantic or personal relationship that is long distance is is a very trying one and i don't think that'll be happening but i do think uh that i will always you know be here for my friends and whether it be a 3 a.m. phone call or, you know, a year down the road yeah. whenever we see each other. Yeah. I hope it's not a year down the road. No, no, no. I mean, we're going to catch up all the time. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things you, you just, like, automatically... Yeah. You can, if you have a good enough friend, it can be a year, and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going back to New York to people I haven't seen in almost that yeah. long, and I still feel like I'll be right back yeah. in their arms. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm not a long-distance person 
either. I have never actually done it because I know it won't work for me. And I don't know about y'all, but I fucking love TikTok. I'm on it. It's so good for my mental health. I think it's so funny. And I see a trend on TikTok. Like, I agree. And it's really funny. And this trend is that, like, lesbians specifically, like, always want to have like a girlfriend in another state like oh, there are God. so many tiktok lesbians so who are like true. i want to date somebody i want a girlfriend i'm like is she even your girlfriend if you're not in the same place <laughs> um well, like if you're not eating that pussy like uh congrats to them and i know people that can make it work and i don't i do believe in like to some degree the power of that love but i also think that physical intimacy that we're all experiencing right now you know those that tried to maybe go three months without seeing anybody, we realize that it is a pretty necessary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually helpful to our mental health to, and to get those pheromones to kind of have a balance and a connection stabilized with someone. Yeah. So, you know, it's really hard to want to do that. And I have definitely heard the joke. It might be a bit in poor taste, but no. I've joked uh, with my friend about, you know, whether or not when you're just starting to date someone and especially if you know you're just seeing a woman now you know should i invite them to my birthday party and uh friend event and you know a very intimate birthday party you know right you know there's especially in these times only like four friends most most other people are just straight up related to me Mm -hmm. um and yeah my my friend he definitely was like well you know what they say if you invite someone on the second date to an intimate gathering like that, they'll bring the U-Haul. <laughs> Is it a friend or a lesbian specifically? Because TikTok uh, would say lesbian specifically. This is specifically a lesbian. Um, but, you know, it's it's a tough thing and it's, it's really hard. I'm just trying to give space. You know, I, I was in the midst of starting some relationships starting to put myself out there a bit more vulnerability (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um it's happening so quick that I am having trouble with the idea of putting forth more into these very fresh relationships Mm -hmm. unless I've you know I really want to make sure I can give space to the people that are in my life and have been supporting me so it's really tricky um to try to navigate and I'm having some trouble with that but I'm gonna do my best here and we are you know excited about all of the moves forward Mm -hmm. here um I just had my birthday as I mentioned uh Blair your birthday is coming up do you have any things you want tied up with a bow for your presence I think I want to be tying up a couple of presents how many maybe two Ooh. I don't know. What kind of presents? The flesh kind. Ooh. Not like a flashlight, like the human body flesh <laughs> kind. I don't want a flashlight. I ain't got Please no don't. use for that. Please don't. Yeah. I um. am waiting for the day, though, that a vibrator, or not a vibrator, a strap-on, maybe slash vibrator is made where, like, you can feel the sensation of the external penis somehow. I don't know how that will work, but ready for it. But Ooh, yeah. I mean, I won't lie. I did gift myself oh, a yeah. vibrating yeah. internal uh, dildo strap-on situation. And I heard that it didn't even 
doesn't like really require an actual strap on like so maybe you don't it could clip mm, yeah so you don't really need a harness for gentle play especially mm. if you've got some uh, pelvic floor and kegel muscles are you a gentle um, play person so I, I might need a harness still yeah yeah i think it's probably the safe way to go yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. in my experience and of course i've gotten some you know bath salts and yeah. some great self-care and Who all of the flowers okay you got me the bath salts obviously are you gonna have a coconut milk bath yes bath salts? are you waiting till you get with back roses home, your new home to use them or are you I, gonna I seal will... up your bathtub now with a bath because the bathtub you have now is luxurious i'll probably take one parting bath in that tub um covered in roses yes yes love that if we need to do a photo shoot, let me know. I'll come over and do like you know the typical little like oh yes milky bath thing. I'm ready. I'm sure our listeners want to see it on our Instagram. It's coconut milk, folks. It's vegan friendly. So, speaking of these loose ends you're tying up, what things have you been getting into, like as like your last celebrations in your personal life? Oh, well, I'm just trying to see what my friends want to do with spending time with me Mm -hmm. but um some things on the list are to deal with the rockies and some of them are to maybe slap someone around Mm. um have some cute sleepovers and you know i'm really curious what you've been getting up to as well Cause I guess I write these songs about you do, 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 do. And I'm having the time of my life You gotta pay me to care Yeah, yeah, love And I anticipated this flight And now I'm up in the air The air, oh Oh, I have only dreamed of these heights And now they've taken me there mm, So let them talk, talk, talk Things were a little spicier a few weeks ago. Spicy, huh? So? Spicy as in I was thoroughly enjoying this probably toxic situation. The conversations just in the car maybe weren't that great. She kind of was, like, repeating herself a lot, and I was getting kind of like, oh, whatever, but I really want to fucking, like, leave some bruises on your ass tonight with my new flogger. So, anyways, got ghosted, kind of. It was a very weird ghosting situation. I think she had a lot going on in her life. So, how did you guys meet? Hinge. Oh, chronic issue here. I can't wait till we can meet people normally there is some opportunity but it is it's a it's a rough go there for for the ghosting Um, i do like hinge more than bumble um and definitely more than tinder yeah tinder's at the bottom of the list especially if you are uh looking in any more lgbt or gay areas and also just don't want to be harassed constantly yeah I think Bumble has a lot more couples, like, wanting a unicorn. Bumble has a lot more people who are, like, freshly out of serious relationships, like, a month afterwards. And my personal opinion is that if you have just got out of a very serious relationship, maybe instead of rebounding, you could take some time 
on your own. And this is especially for people who've lived together. If you haven't lived with a person, then that's a different situation. But I'm talking about really detaching from someone. Anyways, I've, I need to stop online dating. <laughs> I need to stop. Like, I have told myself I think I've so heard that many one times. Before. I've literally <laughs> written an entire book about dating sugar daddies, finding them online, online dating with all kinds of people. Like, there's a handful of people that I didn't meet online. And one of those people that I didn't meet online is actually going to be here tomorrow for two weeks. And we're going to be having, like, a two-week tiny house sleepover. Oh, what a beautiful early birthday present. Yes. Um, yeah, she's a soul friend, so... She's going to be here. Looking forward to the times that we're going to put some lake swims at midnight together and other fun about stuff about to get witchy on this new moon um but you know i i look forward to hopefully having a smoother transition than i have as of late mm-hmm. and having you folks with us uh happy to answer your burning questions to uh-huh. a degree we'll see what is up next in our adventures? Ooh, you want to know what's up next? We are going to be talking matriarchy, men, and money in our next episode. A little politics. The fun kind of politics that pertain to us, not the stupid stuff that we don't care about. Um, we're going to talk about why sex work is so fucking important to this world and how independence plays into that. And I think we're going to have guests on hopefully that can really bring some fresh perspective informative perspective to this situation and i'm absolutely and the political implications that um are happening with this are are really valid right now because uh erna is is back in the docket um in our government and we are definitely trying to stop this bill from continuing to harm those in this industry and that was the Dominasty podcast. The, the darkness, darkness within, within us honors the darkness, darkness within, within you. you. Namaste. Namaste.